Hello, welcome to Human Tech, a podcast about the intersection between humans and technology. My name is Guthrie. I'm here with Susan. Hey, Susan. Hello, Guthrie. Boy, it has been a while. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so embarrassed. <laughs> oh, I'm not. I'm not embarrassed at all. Um, I'm so, embarrassed. We stopped recording podcasts. Uh, there's another podcast that I listen to um, called Divided Argument. I believe that's what it's called, uh, which is Supreme Court um, uh, podcast in. And uh, my my favorite uh, thing is about it is they say an unpredictable <laughs> Supreme Court podcast because yes. they, they make no promises about when they'll record when well, they'll you come know, out. I was teaching I was teaching a session yesterday and talking about how uh, the relationship between unpredictability and dopamine release in our brain. Oh, yeah. oh well, so, of course, the casino. Of course, I was. Yeah. Yes. So anyway, you know, unpredictability builds anticipation, which might be good. So we did it on purpose. Uh, no, no. See, you, <laughs> uh, I, but then we're doing it wrong, right? Because you'd want variable rewards. And so what okay, we did was I, we did, was it suppression? <laughs> no, it's called extinction. Extinction, yeah. <laughs> no interaction. Nothing, All right. no interaction. So for those of you who maybe haven't been tuning in. Or, or uh, the year is 2030 and you're, you're gone <laughs> back to the beginning and you're listening to them in order. Yes, there was a, a a a span of time where we didn't do podcasts for, and I don't even want to know how long. It was a very long. Oh, time. Well, then, no, this is so. Part of today's show is Either this way. is an update. There's been a lot of stuff that's happening. We're just going to yeah. cover some brief ground. We uh, our yeah. next our next podcast now. Now that we hopefully get back to doing uh, more regular, you mean our next one in two years? <laughs> <laughs> when we get back to more regularly uh, scheduled stuff, yes. we're going to dive into you know classic topics. Um, but this this was going to be sort of a, a sort of a potpourri catch up. This is just a hello. We're still here. Well, no, no, it's going to be a full length, but okay. I just, it's going to I was going to have some fun with it. Okay. Uh, so my first fun question was: Can yeah. you guess when the publishing date of our last podcast was? We are recording this today on January eighteenth, twenty twenty three. That would make it published a day or two after that. So all right, I'm just, I don't know. So yeah. I'm just going to throw out there, it was December 9th, 2021. Oh, no, it was not that far. No, it, it was, was April 17th, May 20... 8th, 2022. Oh, hey, yeah. that's not as bad as I thought. It's still a very long time. I thought it was more than a year, but it, no. Okay. Yeah. All right. No. Well, we just got busy. Yeah. So um, as a very quick, just recap, just to... Yeah. Uh, again, just to catch everyone up, yeah. Um, about uh, some you know th things and stuff and such. Uh, we got busy with work, which yeah, is a good thing. Which, is, which good. is a good thing. Um, and then there was just a lot of stuff that was happening uh, in that kind of period of time, and we knew things were going to get very busy, and so um, you know we kind of slowed things down for a bit. Part of that was uh, we had. Uh, there were a couple travel trips we took uh, in there. Um, we we went to Europe briefly, spoke at a conference, the uh, World uh, Usability Congress. World Usability Congress. I was always said World Usability Day, but that is that is that's, that's different. different. That's different. Um, in Graz, Austria, uh, I did a whole host of you know there's a bunch of life stuff that i was that i was doing including moving to a different state 
Um, so uh, for those who may look see behind me, uh, it doesn't I, look the same. It doesn't look the same. Uh, it is going to be a lot more chaotic. Um, yeah, just still not even close organized. Yeah, to being done. And there's U-Haul boxes and uh, and you know part of the whole thing with podcasting is ideally you want a good mic setup. You want your you know computer to be you know popping. You want you know the internet to be quick and speedy. Uh, and so when you're in the middle of a move and all your stuff's in boxes and yeah, that's you, know, not gonna you just, you just don't have, you don't have your things, you don't have your tools. Um, it's, uh, it's hard. So, you know, the first half was I had to pack everything into a box and then I had to take everything, you know, move it and then take everything out of a box. How moving works. Gets yeah. Me. So, so it's a, it's a double, it's a double length there. And then it was the holiday season, you know, yes. um, and, and uh, so things were busy and, more travel. So, um, with all, with all that we, uh, on, on the plate, um, we, we just postponed, just put, just postponed things for a little bit, but we're back, but we're back. Okay. So in that, in that period of time, yeah. Uh, this is, this is, this is, uh, this is sort of, uh, hot. This is going to be hot takes just for okay. a couple minutes here. Okay. Um, there were a number of news stories, that happened, okay? The world uh, did not stop. The world didn't stop for us. No, that's 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 correct, okay? So, um, I just wanna, I'm gonna give you a couple news stories. Yeah. All right? You know, and he doesn't tell me ahead of time what we're <laughs> doing. So, if you think I haven't, you know, an agenda in front of me where I know what he's going to do next. That is not the case. So go ahead, Guthrie. I have no idea what you're going to do. Go ahead. You have a number of okay. news stories. I have a number of news stories here yeah. that are kind of uh, tech stories from 2022. Okay. And uh, it's a curated selection. Okay. And uh, I'm just going to see if it's, if there's something, if you would like to comment, like you're, okay. a po- like you're, a, you're sort of a politician. Do I get to say no comment? No Is comment. I... Yes. You, you, oh, you I can certainly do that. can. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm yes. going to try. Go ahead. Okay. Let's see what happens. So um, the first sort of big story that has been uh, impacting, um, it, you know, and it's our profession so strange being entirely digital. Some things are sort of affected by it. Some things are not affected by it. Uh, yeah. You could answer this in the form of consulting as well, if you cared to. Um, okay, I have no idea what you're talking about. Why don't you just tell me what it is, and then you can tell me how to answer. So topic, the first topic is the um, uh, very interesting, we'll, we'll just say, uh supply chain inflation uh you know uh, chip shortage gobbledygook that has sort of uh really taken off you know we stopped in may, what is it may right and so inflation in the united states really started to hit in june july august things are cooling off here but it has been sort of seven months of um, further supply chain trouble, weird inflation stuff. Uh, and I was just curious if you had, I mean, this is not a subject that I don't think people in our industry talk about a whole lot, right? Mm-hmm. UX and macroeconomic trends, uh, consulting, mm-hmm. 
and trends. But I was I just wondered if you had um, any uh, any thoughts about how that is playing that is having an effect on our industry. And it was a topic that I don't think we're the right podcast to do a whole hour on right. economic whatever. But I, it was important. And I think it's affecting a lot of people. And I just wanted to see if you wanted to comment. You know, I would, the only comment that comes to mind that I ha- that I might have about this is just, you know, be, we, we've been in a trend that I think now is slowing down of a shortage of, you know, user experience people in particular, uh, a lot of moving around, a lot of switching jobs. I think, um, the inflation part more than the supply chain part has maybe made people uh, a little more cautious about uh, what's going to happen with the economy in general, where are we headed, you know, uh, with the inflation came the whole conversation, are we headed for a recession? And so I just think it's made everyone uh, maybe I'll calm down a little bit and maybe a little bit more nervous about where the future is and so i don't know i i i think perhaps we're seeing a a little less of oh if i want to switch jobs i should do it right now you know this is it this is the opportunity but that's that's just off the top of my head i think you may have a different opinion because you do a lot more of recruiting and so on than i do yeah, I, I would still say re- the recruiting market in UX is still very hot. Um, it is still, but but you're starting to see a little bit more supply. That is to say, people who, um, you know, before it, it was scorching and now it is still, you know, hot. It's hot, but maybe not as crazy. Not as, as crazy. Um, and you're sort of, I think you're seeing that in a lot of industries, like home buying. Like home buying used to be like, just, re- you know, like it, we're going to, Go. I mean, and I, I bought a home. So during during this time period, um, and you know when I bought the home, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, it, it's uh, the, went on the market on Thursday. Uh, the the uh, the the agent selling it said uh, Sunday night we're going to take the highest bidder. Like the house is going to sell by in two you know two days. You know, put in your offers. You know, which is not the, the long tradition. That's not how houses for those who are in the United States and maybe don't know. You know, usually a house is on the market for a couple of months, you know, and a couple offers come in and people think about it and there's an open house and it's a whole thing. And it's just like, we're, we'll get a ton of offers this weekend. Like we just we're going to sell the house in two days. And that and that is I think that's starting in some in many markets to settle back down to normalcy a little bit. Um, and and I think that's that true also in the uh, U, uh, kind of UX recruiting world as well. Um, the other the other impact is definitely for other consultancies. If we're playing some inside baseball, um, I think companies have are in a really weird spot. Uh, and uh, very quickly, last year, which would be 2022. 2021 into 2022 was a year of record profits in a lot of industries. There was just uh, just stimuluses and people were spending and uh, just, it was a really weird time, but for a lot of industries, it was also a very profitable time. 
doesn't mean there weren't a lot of challenges and hurdles, um, but just a lot of companies had really good years, um, our, ourselves included, if if we're being honest. Uh, so that was that was great, and then you know things kind of came back down to earth a little bit, and compared to last year, it looks like some huge big you know and you drop. You know, when really you're just getting back to like back to 2020, no, like the way things were. Was. Right, yeah. normal. You know, and maybe even, maybe it's down a little bit. Maybe it's even up a little bit from 2020 and sort of like a normal progression. Right. Um, but I think a lot of companies in the corporate culture inside a lot of companies in the C-suites, there's a lot of freaking out with investors and stuff because, you know, you know, uh, you know profits down 85% from last year. But, you know, it's, you know, down 3% from 2020. And I think that's made a lot of companies very skittish. Yeah. And a lot, you know, and as you know, and uh, if you're you're thinking about going into the consulting world, um, whenever there is a economic skittishness, it doesn't even have to be a recession. Just if there's like whispers... Right. Consulting is always the first thing to go. All the the projects get go on pause. All the people get put on pause. Uh, That is always the first thing. So uh, being a consultant, having a consultancy, having a training organization, we are always on the front line of sort of, you know, feeling recessions. And I know... um, what are we? The canary in the coal mine? Is that... Yeah, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah, we we feel it first and then we know it's... We should... um, we should really start a financial uh, uh, data corporation where we where we uh, where we interview do do surveys of consultancies as uh, and use predictive that to indices predict, for uh, economic global macro economic, economic climate. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I will. Uh, I'll move on. I just wanted to, you know, okay. uh, to to l- allow you that. to comment because that's obviously a really big deal, and um, I. Yeah. I think ever, I mean it's pretty straightforward for most people. I don't know if yep. we can add too much. That's that's super insightful. Okay, so that's one. The next one is another um, industry talking shop uh, macro trend thing, which is which is um, the further consolidation in a lot of industries. Um, that you know, from on a software side, you know, Microsoft bought Activision Blizzard, one of the largest video game publishers ever. Uh, Broadcom spent sixty-one billion to buy VMware. Um, there was a lot of mergers and acquisitions. Uh, Nvidia wanted to buy ARM, that ended up getting scuttled. Um, you know, if you want to, if you want to include, uh, uh, you know, Elon buying Twitter, which was sort of a consolidation of different, you know, conglomerate empires, um, Tesla being obviously a huge company, SpaceX being a huge company. So that Twitter is sort of in, in its own weird way, sort of, uh, amalgamated into that broader s- scope. Um, and then of course on the UX front, the bombshell news, and I don't know, I don't know if everyone knows the details of this. They do. They do not. I know what you're going to talk about. And I can yeah. tell you people don't because I will mention it to people and they'll go, what? <laughs> what? So go ahead. So um, a number of, so in the UX world in particular, there are three things to talk about. The first is obviously uh, Adobe's buying a Figma. 
uh, yes. for many, many billions, which was I mean, a big deal. And I remember back at Business to Buttons in Stockholm, Sweden, there was a presentation from Adobe, I just a little thing on the side. And they're like, we have this new beta program and it's called uh, 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 Adobe UX? XD. XD, sorry. And I was like, oh my God, Adobe is getting into UX. Like, this is a huge deal. And it was, they were right. Pro prototyping tools. Prototyping tools. They were right. They were, they, they saw the trend, but for whatever reason, um, they, their they strategy just, it. what? They didn't hit it on the mark and they, they, they didn't. And they had competitors in sketch and Figma as yes. the, the designers out there will know kind of swallowed the market. And so Adobe was early. It was, that was 2016, 2015 that they had a beta out of XD and it just, it just didn't catch fire. And, uh, I think Adobe and other companies, they really see UX as the future. A huge future growth segment. And it's something that I don't think, you know, you've been in UX a long time. I don't think you ever would have thought of UX as like the hot new tech startup bubble, like as, like like UX as an asset. Like social media. Yeah, or, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah, like it like I don't think you would ever have considered doing you know, that venture capitalists to be like, like the sexy Silicon the Valley UX thing we can get into. Yes, yeah. yes. But there are clearly people in Silicon yeah, Valley who feel that way. That. And this is one this this uh this Adobe purchasing Figma is a sign of that. Now well, uh, Hold on. There's well, yeah. we're not we're not done. We're not done. Okay. Well, the last thing I'll say is, yeah, Adobe refusing to lose UX, just completely refusing to use lose UX design and spending many many billions to buy Figma and merge it. Uh, assume assume with XD. I don't know. Do we know what's happening with that? Because I, uh, I it has been. I don't. Th I believe it's been approved, but it hasn't been finalized so i believe okay. they're still separate companies still as of the, the moment of it. but even okay. once they officially merge i'm sure we don't it'll take a couple years before to... things sort of mesh together okay um but and I'm, I'm sure there are other people out there who are much more knowledgeable about and have very strong i think there are people very yes they have very strong opinions yes this, yes, yes. Okay, so th so that's that's the big one that's but there's one. another there's there another is. one that's really interesting so yeah. um uh user zoom which is a um, a whole usability testing, testing. Yeah, on the user testing feedback side uh, suite of tools. Um, and you've known about users. I we know the, for, the forever. We've known the owner and founder of UserZoom for a very long time, and yeah, well, yeah, known, you you didn't you didn't get in on that. You, no equity was was acquired. You didn't get in on the ground floor there. I didn't know. No. And there's no. another one. Well, hold on, hold on. So that so, I also know the founder didn't get in on that <laughs> one either. So, so user zoom a, a number of months ago, six months ago, mm -hmm. between when we stopped um, podcasting mm -hmm. and, and now they were acquired by, I believe, and I, I'm going to, you know, if I'm wrong, someone can write in and tell me, but I believe a private, um, I don't want to say hedge fund. Uh, it's a private equity venture, venture capital investment firm. fund firm. Yes. Um, my understanding is that there is nothing particularly tech 
like there's it's not it's not like adobe which had xd right right and was in the usability right. space this was not a purchase acquisition by a usability of any sort they sort no. they were sort of new to the industry and they yes. swallowed up user zoom correct um for many many millions yes and uh that was that was an interesting thing that happened yes. that was like a, oh wow Wow, they got they got that much for that, and then yeah, yeah. and then you want to you want to take us through to the next uh, the next the next company, which is user testing. Yeah, so you know one of um, there there are a number of different companies in this space of user testing and unmoderated and moderated and suite of tools and testing panel and all of that stuff. The two biggest ones, I mean. We could argue about this, but and people probably will want to. But you know, we're we're user zoom and usertesting.com. And this company that bought uh Toma, user zoom, Toma Bravo and Sunstone Partners. And then they bought usertesting.com for one point three billion dollars. Okay, I have Big to tell you money. I still have the email. I should find it. I have the email in my email chain. When usertesting.com started and I heard about it and it was, as far as I know, it was the first one to do this, to have this tool, to have this um, way of doing user testing automated and unmoderated remotely and have a panel of people that would test for you. It was such a big deal. And it was such a great idea, uh, I thought. And I, this was a long time ago, and I found out who had started it. And I emailed the founders who were doing this part-time on the side to tell them I was extremely jealous and I thought it was a great idea and I wish I had come up with the idea. And I emailed them and said that, and they emailed me back. And then we talked on the phone and, you know, it was like, oh, they were just kind of interested in doing this and hopeful that it might take off. And I think I wrote a couple of pieces about them on my blog uh, at the time to, to help them out. And if you had said to me, oh, well, in 2022, they're gonna <laughs> they're gonna get bought out for what was the amount? 1.3 billion. Yeah, uh, I would have said, what? Yeah. So I remember when they started. Yeah. So they really that that's just an incredible story. But yes, 1.3 billion dollars. So, um, so I don't know what any of that means. Though, well, so then the the crazy thing yeah. is that. This company, this yeah. uh, this uh, we don't Sun, Sun, Sunstone Partners, they are going to merge the two together to corner yeah. the user testing market. Okay, well, good luck with that. Uh, and I say that only because anyone <laughs> who uses those tools, and I know a lot of people that either use both of them or over a period of time have used one and then use the other. They are really, they're quite different. The, just the, those are really different products. 
This is not like, oh yeah, they're kind of similar. It'll be easy. I, probably that's true of Adobe. I mean, that's true of Adobe XD and Figma as well. Those are really different products. Uh, uh, so, quote, we are excited to bring this. together the complementary expertise of user testing and user room to create a leading integrated solution that delivers real-time data-driven feedback to organizations Yeah, globally. I don't know what that means. You know, one thing that oh, I think... Hold on, there's what? more. Our oh, acquisition what? of user testing is a testament to our belief that customer experience is mission critical to organizations, and the combined company will be well-positioned to further market expansion, accelerate innovation, and provide even greater insights to its customers. We look forward to leveraging the deep experience we have cultivated in customer uh -huh. experience and user experience space uh -huh. to help the combined company capture tremendous growth opportunities ahead. Can I, can I be, can I complain? Well, so, okay. So this is, uh, <laughs> this is now your opportunity to comment. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yes. Um, oh, oh, let me add just one more thing. What? Right. We must be kind of silly. Uh, uh, Tama Bravo is one of the largest private equity firms in the world with 122 billion in assets. So not, not exactly a mom and pop shop. Maybe you should have known about them, but whatever. I didn't, I don't, I didn't know about them. I still don't know about them. Okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'm going to complain cause that's what I do best. Um, you know, over the last five years or so, I have seen, uh, these, these, usability tool companies, including user zoom and user testing and others. Um, you know, it, it, I don't know why this happened, but just in an effort to grow, they often tout themselves, you know, it's like they stop talking about user experience. They stop talking about usability. They don't talk about it, you know, user testing, although the company's name was usertesting.com, but they, they, they've been, you know, it's all been all about, um, you know, they put on webinars about how you can use their tool to do marketing research. Uh, you can use their tool. I saw one webinar, how to use their tool, which was designed for unmoderated user testing, how to use it as an HR tracking tool when you're recruiting employees. I was like, what? What? <laughs> like what? Where is that coming from? So I think they, the tools in this space have been trying to, to position themselves as being more than just usability tools because they figured that, you know, they'd get, they'd be able to, they want to be a, a platform. They want to grow. They want to grow. It's all so about having whole, a platform. You know, customer experience and becoming a platform and all of that. And, yeah. I, you know, it's like I just need a really good uh, – you, you, I, need, I need a good user, t user testing tool. Could we just, you know, stick with that? So, um, yeah, I know everybody wants to grow. And, and I guess with the – if a venture capital firm, one of the largest private equity firms in the world, has bought them, do I think they know what UX people need in a tool? I might be a little skeptical, but you could interview some users <laughs> of the tool, tool and find that. out. Probably could, <laughs> yeah, a tool could, for that. Good, good pricing. 
Um, yeah, I mean, and, and just in general, I mean, it's part of a larger industry trend. You're seeing it in video games. You're seeing it in toy manufacturing. What? You're seeing it in what, what uh, construction supplies. It, it's the, just consolidation. Consolidation. Consolidation well, and, and this growth all, and like the, no, deme- this, the ruthless yeah. demand for growth. And this is a cyclical thing, right? And then it morphs into something else, and then a new startup comes out. To, to to, yeah, because everyone one gets frustrated. Thing, one little yeah, thing. Yeah. You do that one little thing really well. Um, you know, another trend around this area it, that we could mention is that there are um, some interesting tools that come up for doing uh, this kind of unmoderated user test within... Uh, the prototyping tools. So for instance, um, there's a company, Maze, M-A-Z-E, that is like a plug-in to Figma to do user testing with your Figma prototype. You know, so that's right now, I think, they're just this, you know, they're doing this one little thing. So there's probably going to be a fair, I think there might be some innovation in the there might be, with all this consolidation, well, let me ask you this, Guthrie, from a business economic point of view, because you you follow this. I am a licensed <laughs> economist. No, I I, <laughs> I do have a, a, you, a, a you, econ uh, degree yeah. from, a, so I believe, when, it was a top five program when I graduated. So when there is this consolidation like this, does that, does that usually encourage these small new pop-up startups? Or does it actually discourage that from happening? It's, it, it is such a classic econ, it depends answer. Okay. Because, and sometimes it is yes and also no. So yeah. sometimes, for example, um, if you look at some of the spaces, uh, it, it very much depends on the industry. Uh, if you look at the airlines, there has been huge consolidation. Yeah. And I don't think anyone is like i'm going to challenge you know american yeah. airlines as a premier you know like yeah. I, I and there yeah there are like the qatar airlines of the world and the in the developing countries and that are really kind of growing their fleets and spending big money on that but like you know if you if you want to become a premier global airline you need to spend like a lot of money I don't know, 500 billion dollars or like some yeah. just extraordinary some that is just because you know you need like metal and planes and contracts and you know like you know we like where's like the fifty years of connections you know running O'Hare Airport that United has as a political hub and a destination and like all this stuff. So in some industries, the consolidation really does lead to consolidation. I okay. especially in the short term. I think in yeah. the longer term, though, um, exactly what you're describing happens where um there's consolidation the i mean and there's you know a bajillion business books and business podcasts that talk about this kind of thing and the organization gets large and swollen yeah. and the really key people who were driving innovation or really focused on just a small part they get um potentially replaced by People who are more concerned about, you know, share price, more concerned yes. about growth. Yes. Uh, hey, let's like, like you said, like we need to be, we need to become a platform yes. so we can leverage growth in other areas versus let's become the best, uh, you know, uh, 
you know, unmoderated testing software that the well, world has okay. ever seen. And can I, can I comment on another trend in here? Because as these companies have been growing and as they have possibly been looking to become acquired, um, they've been focusing a lot more on large enterprise yeah. su- clients. suites and clients. Yeah. So whereas, whereas, you know, user testing for sure started as, you know, if you're a one person shop and you want to run one, one test with 10 users, you know, you can just do that, right? You don't need an enterprise level account. And I, I, you know, that may still be true at usertesting.com, but I know all of their, a lot of their resources and their pricing and their, just their whole, their whole approach has become this, you know, getting an enterprise account and and understandably they're going to make more money that way. But, you know, for a lot of organizations, I mean, we have clients who for a variety of reasons don't want to get an enterprise license to these tools, but they'd really like to be able to, you know, run some tests and, or, or your small firm, you know, like we're a small consulting firm. I, I, you know, are we going to want a huge enterprise license to these tools? No, we so, still. So there, there becomes a, yeah. a, a a lack of tools at just that smaller basic level. So, so this is this is where the no but yes becomes a reality. Yeah. So you have the consolidation. Um, so there's less. There's less players in the market. The market maybe gets worse. It gets consolidated, like in the video game industry. Okay, so that's the no. But then the yes, because of the stagnation, because of the drive, and it gets away from its roots, and it gets away from the hardest core, you know, edge users, which drive a lot of industries. You know, people who all they care about is user testing. All they care about is video games. All they care about is Dungeons Dragons, which is a hot topic right now. Um, like whatever, whatever the thing is, you have, you know, the most ardent people who yeah. know the most about it. Um, and maybe, and they're pro they're probably the, the, you know, they're the trend leaders and it, out of that will come a startup will come a something that is yeah. catering to those hardcore users yeah. Yeah. and it will experience growth. And, and then it becomes, and then, and, just, and then just, it becomes, you know, yeah. So never-ending circle well, of life. In in some ways, yes. So, but but you know, Salesforce is an interesting example. They were yeah. a small company. All they were doing was they were basically, hey, you got, you know, we're just going to keep track of your, you know, your sales your for you and your customers. And your sales, yeah. And now it's this huge platform, platform and they've muscled right. they've muscled almost everyone out at one point, and they right. they're building huge gleaming skyscrapers in all the right, major right. cities. But but but. Out of that has come a bajillion copycats and yes. people who will share Salesforce, but like for, you know, for small companies, for small companies, for manufacturing, yeah. right. For whatever the twist is and the take is yeah. and the, the way they're kind of, you know, doing yeah. things a little differently. So, so the tools that you've had for tracking your customers is way better. The money that's been invested in is way better. And now the options are better. It yeah. just took a decade. So yeah. I'm guessing that, with more money coming into UX, you're going to have eventually more investment, more op- options, more people getting VC to start up something. Okay, but I'm okay. But I'm I. What I want to see, what I'm waiting for, are the really innovative 
innovative. Well, I don't know. We can go. We can go off on this tangent, or if you want, you can ask me another to comment on another news item. Which would you <laughs> like to do? Yeah. Uh, how about this? You want to just uh, you did you got it? One or two other tools you want to name drop before yes. we move on? Well, I'll just say if 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 venture capital is getting into this, if there's money coming in in a big way for UX tools then what I want to see is the uh, well-funded startup that puts all the UX and UI designers out of business because it's, uh, it, it automates creating uh, products and prototypes and UI design. Well, that's a, that's a very good segue into the next topic. Okay. Which uh, was ChatGPT, very oh, good, and and it's and it's tangential uh, to what I just said. Not really, less tangential than you. <laughs> your automating user tests. Uh, so this and is my thing now with ChatGPT, and its various other forms. I'm assuming that people listening know what that is. If you don't, please do check it out. But my latest thing now, Guthrie, whenever. Whenever I like, I was on vacation last week, and I was with some people who I knew were not particularly techie. And I said, "Oh, if you guys tried out ChatGPT," and they're like, "Tried out what?" And they said, "Come here." And I, you know, and, yeah. and and it's always fun to. It's like, what? What is this? What are you? Doing? And then we we just went up. That's my latest thing. Is just demoing it to people who don't know what it is. And but um. We're gonna. We will do. We will do an episode. Probably next. We're gonna episode do an episode on chat. chat. It obviously deserves it um, yes. as a as a brief as a quick. So uh, you think? But you think a tool to do? You know, AI. Well, do, whatever. Uh, I mean, you're you're talking uh, about automation. An of, automated tool to create prototypes. Oh, prototypes, than, not not user testing. We're talking about design, not not user. I'm testing. talking about design. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry. I, th- I thought you meant a, a tool that would would automate uh, would automate some of the user testing um, functions, like the data collection and. Oh, I think we're getting that. that yeah, I mean, I'm sure that all. I'm sure that. Yeah, all yeah. No, no. I meant a tool. The tool that automates the um, user interface design. Yeah, it's going to be called Figma XD, and Adobe is spending like a gajillion dollars trying to I, make it. So. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm sure every tech giant is, is has has engineers working on. I don't know. This is like, hey, as is the usual story of my life. Um, I remember conversations about this in the early two thousands. Yeah, and it hasn't happened yet. So, I'm waiting. Um. Okay. So, uh, just as a, as a short, you know, we'll do a whole thing on ChatGPT. Okay. It, it it really you know it deserves it deserves a whole a, a whole hour. A whole hour. Uh, okay. It should probably be illegal. No, I, that's I'm that's that's that's, that's, that's where you're headed. Yeah. Well, yeah. we'll it, go like this, it, it, It's getting ridiculous, and uh, we can have little levels. Well, like much like driverless cars, there's like tier one, tier two, like cruise control right. is like a well, tier two, well, right, and eventually let's, we'll, we'll we'll just say anything, any type of AI that's over a certain level should just be illegal. Uh, save that for next next podcast. Um, uh, here are a couple uh, subjects that are 
that I don't think you particularly care very much about, but okay. other people may be interested in okay. your take. Oh, okay. What are they? Um, the first is uh, um, any new kind of trends in tech, uh, new new MacBooks, uh, new you know graphics cards, new hardware. Hardware, various. Well, you know, Mac has had been having a little bit of a renaissance recently, and you know, there are chatters about Intel, and you know, uh, the 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 there's a uh, you know, Chrome is continuing to you know, they're doing like various things. There's just like there's like hot button tech issues. Yeah, you know, about I, platforms mostly. Yeah. Well, and I'm not. Do, you're, you're right. You I, care. I don't. I don't stay up on that stuff very much. But I guess just as an overall general statement um, that you can probably address better than I do, it seems like the supply chain thing kind of slowed everything up for a while. Mm. But I'm anticipating, I guess, like the same, the, you know, I've, I've been waiting to um, buy a new car. And, uh, well, I checked out buying a, a new car like a year ago and you know nobody had cars and so I did not put myself I didn't just buy it and buy one and put myself on the waiting list but you know I expect that that will that will clear up so I'm expecting there to be these and maybe I'm totally wrong these these a leap a leap in hardware capability yeah. as the supply chain thing gets figured out um and you know instead of just kind of incremental hardware improvements, I guess I'm hoping for some new and exciting stuff. I, I just think, I think we're, I think as a society, we're just really slow on, on leaping into new hardware ideas. Um, as a, as one last aside, uh, we'll get the, the last uh, news topic I will talk about. We'll, We'll sort of cover what you said. So put okay. put a small pin in that. Okay. I, I will say that um, there are certain industries and areas where you're seeing some very interesting things that were kind of worked on before the pandemic that yeah. are now becoming mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Um, like OLED panels actually being good, yeah. uh, which is a type of. Uh, I mean, we're talking about you know user interfaces. You know, yes. it's a type of display technology display, that is yeah. Yeah, very innovative for all sorts of reasons. Um, and uh, it's it's we're finally hitting the point where you know you can go buy a you know fifteen hundred dollar laptop and it'll have an OLED panel in it and it's not gonna you know burn out and they're brighter and um, so there there are just uh, just just some interesting you know big big uh, kind of changes that yes. are in motion but you know yes have I think you're right. things have kind of hit hit pause slow down yep. Uh, uh, I have to ask you this one. Uh, mostly, it's sort of an internal news thing. But any thoughts on the whole Twitter universe thing? I mean, I'm I I have a Twitter account. I'm not on it. I really don't. Uh, I know the most fun thing for people on Twitter to do is just talk about Twitter as like a meta commentary on this or that or like. And it's 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 fun, but uh, I just I don't have a whole lot of uh, thoughts about it. Um, you are actually nominally on Twitter. You have, you had it, had, had at one point had a decent number of followers. Yeah. You know, I wrote, I wrote a whole, a whole LinkedIn post about this, which was very uncharacteristic of me, but, um, 
to put myself in the fray of anything. But uh, I, I don't know if this is, if a lot of people have done this or not, but when the whole Twitter thing exploded, you know, I just had, I guess, uh, an emotional and cognitive reaction, which was kind of like, oh, for goodness sakes. And, and I, I, I downloaded my uh, Twitter archive because I didn't know if Twitter was going to be around anymore and I didn't want to lose all my stuff. So I downloaded my archive, which, which, which was a, which was not a very usable process, but I finally got it to work and it did happen. And so I have it and I have not been on Twitter. I have not posted on Twitter. Uh, since this has all happened, I, I guess I'm ghosting. I'm ghosting to my Twitter, my own Twitter account. Mm. Um, I, I, I got so much going on and so many other things I'm interested in. And I just was like fed up. I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm done with this. So I don't know what I'm going to do about Twitter. I mean, I haven't closed my account. I don't know. Is that the next step? But I'm certainly not active. Haven't been, haven't done anything on it. So I don't know. I don't know where that's, I don't know where that's headed. You know, I think, I think, you know, this is so interesting with all these trends, Guthrie. I, I think I conflate how I'm feeling about something with the trend. So, you know, I, I'm going to, I, I, I feel like saying, I think the whole social media trend is, is, is about to just fizzle away and, and morph into something else. I really think it's just that I'm tired of social media in, in, in questioning the role of it in my work and in my life. And I am conflating that with what the rest of the world is doing. But uh, I certainly know for me personally, um, I stream this know. podcast live on YouTube and LinkedIn. <laughs> is the podcast social media? I don't know. I don't Prob- know. I don't know. Probably not because we don't. We're, it's. I think it's just media because we're not interacting with any with anything, <laughs> right? Like, we're just, we're just putting it out there like it's a days of our lives uh, soap or something. <laughs> so I don't think it's. It's a social media. <laughs> It's just, just media. It's just media. Just media for for to be consumed. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. Uh, 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 other other big stories. Um, I, these are. I'm assuming you don't have big thoughts about this. Uh, uh, crypto regulation. I have no thoughts FTX about crypto collapses. regulations. None. No. Okay. No thoughts. No. Nope. No comment. Um. I didn't I think we lose already, millions. That's the good news. Uh, uh, any, I think we covered it, but layoffs in the tech sector. So, you know, Facebook was sort of shedding employees, Amazon shedding employees. They, they, they brought, they, they, they grew at a tremendous rate or the and pandemic. Then they and they backed, backed off. Yeah. No, I don't have any particular comments. Um, other big story would, would be the war in Ukraine. Oh, that's obviously that's, a big deal. I'm assuming you don't have comments about it, but. It no, should be mentioned. I don't. Uh, although it makes me sad, and I can't believe how long it's going. Okay. 
Um, all right. So our last topic of the yes. day, and we've managed to basically fill an entire episode. We so always do that. Yes. Go, go, go us. Um, uh, <laughs> the title, the title, this is the great return question mark. Uh, big companies call workers back. Oh yeah. So, or just, you know, do you, do you need a whole podcast on this? Do you not want to do it in five minutes? <clears throat> you know, so so this this is the uh, um, I, I mentioned. You know, our last topic was going to talk about your things were slowing down. The pandemic, uh, just to set this up, impacted work in a number of ways. One, you had people going remote, and there's a question about. Some people say I'm way more productive being remote than in person. Some yeah. people say. Uh, it feels like I'm, I am, but think of all this, the soft stuff we're losing, the conversations, the meetings in the hallway. Some, yeah. pe- some companies say we've crunched the numbers and people are less effective at home um, yep. and they're not paying attention and they're doing other things. Uh, and, and then there's the reality of um, COVID and now the other flus that are going around, the viruses and bugs that were in dormancy for two years and now everyone's running around talking to each other again. I've sprung back. People literally were just sick and out of the office. You know, like a project that you were waiting for approval had to wait another week because your boss had COVID and so you couldn't get the approval. And So so there is an actual, um, like literally things are behind because people have not, have been sick and have not been able to do all that work that otherwise would have been done. So- so now, so, so, so that is also one of the reasons that, you know, tech projects, initiatives, everyone was overworked. Everyone was too busy. People were out of the office. There wasn't enough staff. Things were, there was a lot of inefficiencies as everyone had to transition to online. Um, so, uh, that is perhaps all for all those reasons, you know, innovation is a little slower in a lot of companies. Uh, do you want to address things now? Do you have comments? Do you want to save your comments? I'll, I'll make a few comments and we can decide whether we want to pick it up in more detail later on. Uh, I think the shifts in there, because of all everything you just said, there have been some very big shifts in people's expectations and mental models and probably, uh, I guess... I'll use the term emotional models um, about work, about what work is, how it should be done, what it means, and the and the role of it in in one's life. And I think we should not underestimate uh, the what I think is a huge change and a lasting change in even just the concept of location. And, and divisions in one's life. I think that for most people, pre all of this, there was work and there was home. And you went to work and did work. And sure, people brought work home with them. And sure, there were people like, like us who've been working remotely and working from our homes for years, right? There were people who did that, but there was still a mental division between work and life. And, and 
there was a lot of our lives that that revolved around the transition. I'm at work. I'm at home. I'm commuting. I'm working from home today. Uh, and now I think that division is 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 gone, and that mental model has changed. And I think that has a lot of significance for many things. I don't think we have realized mm. how big a mental model shift that is and the implications of that in many, many, many ways. Well, and that, I mean, so that that's my beginning statement. And from yeah. there, there's probably tons there's, of stuff that comes out of that. My, my only thing I will add is, and the reason I think there, you, there was that original mental model was because this is the second mental model that's adjacent to it was you went to work. You That's did right. work for money. Yes. You yes. didn't love work. You were working in a coal mine. You were on a factory plant. You were chopping down trees. You were like, like work was work. It wasn't fun. And so when you came home, you wanted to leave your work at the door because right. it wasn't your life. It wasn't the thing that inspires you to wake up every morning. No. Um, it wasn't it, your purpose. It yeah, was you were you were there to, to make, work hard. You had to make some money because you have to because you had to go to work so you could make money so that you could eat so you could live the rest of your life, right? Yeah. And and when we got when it got a little bit better, and so it you know it, it maybe it wasn't just I'm making money to eat, but I'm making money so I can send the kids to music lessons and, and, and tennis lessons and they can go to camp. And, you know, it was more than just survival for many people, mm -hmm. but still I went to work and did work. And now so your work is supposed to be your passion. It's supposed to be your calling. You know, what, right. Which is like, and, and so I think now with the, and so that was true for a while that it, work was supposed to be your passion, your calling, your vocation. But now, because of this falling apart, it were, it's like I think. What? Well, I think people, I think people think it's supposed to be like, like I don't think there's a whole lot of like sexy tech companies out there who are sort of like. Come work at you know our tech company, and you can pay your bills. And you'll pay your bills. <laughs> You know, it's always like, you know, change the world, be, do be part that, of a team. Do you think, though, that can that hold up or is that falling apart? The, the wor work is my, I think it's falling apart. It seems <laughs> to be falling apart, seeing as uh, people are not happy. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. We should definitely um, okay table this. We should definitely table it. Well, yeah, we should talk about it in a lot more detail, and and maybe even talk about it specifically for tech and and UX workers. You think we'd run out of topics at some point? For well, we did, and that's why we didn't do our podcast. No, that's not true. <laughs> we no, but now we had to let the world go by for a couple times. Stockpiled uh, topics because we didn't do a podcast for so long. So. I I'm really glad. You know, some people would have stockpiled episodes to like have content while we were gone. I'm really glad that we were just like, no, we're <laughs> we're just gonna be gone. Why? Why are you glad? 
Yeah, that's that's like the that's like the more that's like the more like uh you know don't 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 it's be, real yeah, it's yeah don't, don't don't be uh don't be controlled by by your demands of this, of this the, algorithm non, social media version <laughs> yeah you know the, the, we we're in control we do what we want when we want you know? i guess that's true yeah i guess that's true all right yeah. guthrie so uh hopefully though we will want to do this again in the near future and we won't wait nine months or something. No, right? no, we have, um, uh, we should, we should talk about it. I'm in the East coast time zone now. So, uh, our time may change. I, I still think we are going to try and do this at, uh, noon central, 1230 central. Every I don't week. know. We got to look at the calendar. We got to look at the calendar. Like so, yeah. so yeah, we will have noon, a noonish. Yeah. Noonish. Uh, it'll the, if you would like to watch the video, I suppose I should have started there. Um, there will be a video of this on YouTube. There'll be a video. I think we do. There's a live stream both on YouTube and in LinkedIn. Yeah. And now we didn't course, aver- we didn't advertise this live stream. So no, because we weren't we weren't we, no we didn't even know if, we if all the. <laughs> in fact, uh, the none of our connections we use Restream and none of our connections were still working. I had to go back and re-add them, and I hopefully it worked. We'll see. We'll okay. see. Or maybe this got published but, to some weirdo personal channel that we have on YouTube or something. But hopefully, eventually, this will be live and people can join us, right? And ask. Questions. Well, I think it's it's it says it's live right now, it but also uh, yeah, this will we'll put this out in the podcast, and and then if you would if you want to watch the video of the podcast, uh, we do we we do have uh, video feed running. Yeah. Uh, obviously, if you're listening to this, you're you wouldn't know that because you're listening to it and you can't see us, but. That's that is neither here nor there. All right. Guthrie. Uh, yes. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, you too. This was fun. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. All right. Bye.